Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ray's Music Reviews. I am Ray with... KP. KP. And today we're doing another one of a little a little bit of a gimmick episode, a little bit of a special episode. We it's are It's Mother's going, Day, Ray. It is Mother's Day. And this is an and this is an episode that our mother requested. Yours, actually. My My mother did not request this. No. Your mother requested it. My wife requested it. Yeah. Let's move on. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, we have each, uh, it's, uh, albums that we like that are by women. Five albums we Five like albums. By women. Five so albums. I took it as my five favorite records that women have made. However, there were cases in which, if it was close, I weighed importance and value over personal preference. If it was close. Yeah, I didn't really do something that, like, final, I guess. Um, I, I just named five albums that I like, and I think, I guess I think are kind of important. Welcome to Ray's Music Reviews. Come along as Ray embarks on a musical journey by deep diving into artists, genres, and albums of his choosing. And now, Ray Reviews. Um, I attempted to refrain from like, um, like a bunch of like super like well-known, like, like, um, The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill isn't on my list, though it would obviously be on my list if I, if I were doing like a top five of all time, because I, I didn't really want to go with like albums that everybody is already talking about, I guess. I will start off with, uh, Cat Power's Moon Picks. Moonpix is a, a funny record. I feel like if if you would were to get to know my tastes personally and um, just the type of music that I really like and I really prefer, I, I feel like Moonpix would be the record on this list to go with. What, um, it, what kind of music is it? It's a singer-songwriter uh, record. It's a um, slowcore record. Now, what does slowcore mean? Slowcore, slowcore is strange because... It's it's just generally like slow. You is know it, it when is you it hear hardcore. It. It's not hard. It's not. It's not. Okay. It's it's difficult to describe, but you'll know it when you hear it. It's generally. It's just kind of slow, brooding music. The most um, slow brooding. I, I I would guess. I got you. That's what I would call it. I got you. Singer songwriter slow singer, brooding. Singer songwriter acoustic folk. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I find this uh, generally to be a bit of a bit of a spotless record, in my opinion. I, I love every song off of this record. I think that the performance is great. I think the songwriting is consistently very good. Uh, yeah, there's just no. What are some of the themes? Generally, there's a theme of um, unrequited love. There are there are also themes of stuff like loneliness, and there's also alcoholism. In like a singer-songwriter record, these things are fairly like these are written about. So I, I feel like uh, my favorite song off of this record would probably be um, either Moonshiner or The Colors and the Kids. Okay. Um, so yeah, that is my first pick. For the list, is it my? Do you want to go back and forth, or you uh, want to? 
do it differently. Okay, let's go back and forth. My first record for our little list will be Janis Joplin's Pearl. It is not something that needs a whole lot of introduction if you've owned a radio over the last 30, 40 years. <laughs> Um, 1971 was when it was put out, so it has been 50 years mm. since it came out. And there are still, you can turn on TV, and there may be, Mer Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes-Benz, maybe on a commercial tomorrow. Mm. This is a song she had, she was in a band, she was more, They everybody realized she was the special part she pushes forward and this becomes you know she this album comes out it is you know move over cry baby um obviously me and bobby mcgee is something it becomes the anthem that is on classic rock records forever she has a strong bluesy voice she utilizes it with a lot of the R&B and or classic mm. rock style of things. And I think it's, it's just a spectacular record. And the musicianship behind her is really incredible as well on this. You have a, you know, a big mm. band, pianos, organs, the works behind her. There are moments where it's, there's some doors in there. You can feel everybody from Pink to the Black Crows pulling from this sound. Mm. And I, I, I've always said with Pink, who I, who's, an, who's a singer that I love, I've always said I would love to see her cover some of this music. I've seen her do uh, uh, Bobby McGee before, mm. and, and it's really good. I've seen her. I've always thought she could do this record. I've always thought she could do There's several records similar to this she could do that would be great, although she's doing very well on her own with stuff. I love this record. What's next for you? Uh, next for me is Tricot's V. Uh, Tricot is a all-woman uh, Japanese math rock band. And this is one of the catchiest records I've ever heard. Everything is super tight. The general feel of the record is super bubbly and it's really fun and, and engaging. It's a really thrilling record. Generally, I don't. I feel like Tricot don't really uh, miss as a band. They're 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 very they're very much an an all killer no filler type band. Pretty much every release I've heard from them has been at least good, uh, but this is my favorite one. This is also the most well known one. It's also the first one that I heard. Right. That'll grab you. It's the one that made you decide to go look and listen to the other thing. This in, this uh this record hasn't really influenced a bunch. Who knows how your the records you're picking so far are going to influence things in thirty to fifty years, hmm. right? Like Joplin, that was a big hit, but there were times over the course of those thirty years where you didn't hear about her all that much. Of course, when the when the movie The Rose comes out. I, I neglected to say earlier, she came from the Big, uh, big Brother and the Holding Company was the name of her backup band. That wound, uh, first, At first she was in their band and then it became her band. But there were moments, you know, after The Rose, the movie comes out, which is loosely based on her story. Mm -hmm. uh, Bette Midler stars, fantastic. And that was a moment where she was in the, in the popular culture. 
course. for a second time. But then there were, you know, 10 years where people didn't think about it that much unless you were listening to classic mm. music. It, you don't know how things are going to influence things down the road. We can't see that far ahead. Of course. And there was one other uh, Japanese band that I was considering putting on this list, but I decided against it because they only have, like, a female vocalist. Uh, that that band is Massive Fermenting Dregs. Um, they are a bit more of a post-hardcore outlet than a uh, than a math rock outlet. Uh, I, I, I you like I, math rock, don't you? I do like math rock. Yes. This is also J rock. I have no. What's J rock mean? Uh, Japanese rock. That's 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 that, that overly makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> What's your next pick? All right, uh, I went with Dreamboat Annie. Um, both, I love the record and influence. Uh, this is Dreamboat Annie by the band Heart. You have Ann and Nancy Wil mm. Wilson. Ann Wilson is one of the great vocalists of all time. Nancy is a fantastic guitarist. You hear early in the record the Zeppelin-esque acoustic guitar that would lead into the rock band firing on all cylinders. And they go into Magic Man, who obviously that was a staple, still is a staple on classic rock radio. Hart has several songs like that. This is somewhat, I like it, Dreamboat Annie, I like it because it does give you a lot of the classic FM radio sound. You have moments in it that sound like the, the burgeoning of metal, which would be on the scene with like Zeppelin and such. There are moments that have sound like, oh, we're going into a John Denver song. Uh, Anne is a unique vocalist. She is the only vocalist I can think of that people say, hey, if if Jimmy Page is going to play Zeppelin songs, maybe this vocalist should join him. Hmm. And when people are saying you, you can do Robert Plant's work from the 70s, that tells you a lot. To me, her voice is more versatile than Robert's was. She has a husky whisper voice that she can utilize and does quite frequently on this record there it has themes throughout it is that she talks about the sea but of course that's more in a giver giver of life realm i don't know that anybody is more talented as a vocalist and that'll be let me rephrase it a recurring theme with me and all of this is are you unique mm. Joplin's voice while not beautiful to listen to was unique mm -hmm. what Ann Wilson does through the sheer talent is unique the fact that her sister's also a great guitarist doesn't hurt either and then we'll get into the other ones as we go along what you got my next pick for this and something that I will go to bat for its influence is Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion uh, which is actually probably my favorite pop record of all time. It's absolutely my most listened to. I really think that Carly doesn't doesn't get her flowers, or at least she's starting to get her flowers now, as kind of a pioneer of this 80s synth pop renaissance uh, type, type pop music that went on to go crazy uh, after this record dropped. Uh, I think that Run Away With Me is one of the best pop songs I've ever heard. Um, I Really Like You is, uh, was the big hit off of this record, and it's, it's kind of an anthem. Uh, Warm Blood is a very good 
is personally a, a very good uh, one that I've hooked onto recently. I go back to this album very often. Really, it was something that I, I was... I listened to it at first and I liked it, but then I kept going back to it and it just... It was so infectious and Carly really is just a queen at this. She is so good at this type of pop music. Uh, she... Yeah. I generally, I just... I, 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 I love this record. This is one of, this is one of my, this is one of my favorite records of all time. And I, again, it's probably my favorite pop record ever I listened to. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> what do you have next? Oh, I'm going to go with The Velvet Rope by Janet Jackson. Ooh. Now, to say that, though, is to ignore Control, Rhythm Nation, and Janet, which all could be, if you're listing great female pop records, mm -hmm. all of those could be in there. And most people would say that The Velvet Rope is not the best of those records. But part of this list is do you like it? And Velvet Rope is an easy listen for me. To me, it is an, a very... I like that... I'm a big fan of that mid-90s sound for pop, especially how a lot of it could become easier listening, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And Janet does that. When you have you know the interlude into Velvet Rope and then into You and then you know, don't know what it's got till it's gone, where... Mm, the one have, with Q-Tip? You have Q-Tip and, you know, and speaking of it, people it, who could special. be on this list, Joni Mitchell's The Hook. Mm. Joni Mitchell has two albums that could be on any greatest list. Any. And or more than two, probably, if you're a Joni Mitchell fan, but even if you don't particularly... Even if you're not a fan, you couldn't make a top 20 without Blue. Right? Of course. And that, that's on there. And as you go through it, it does have a bit of a uh, pop opera... Mm -hmm. feel to it um i love i'm a fan of janet's like we go deep is a song yeah that i i'll just pull it up every now and then i'll pull up both those every now and then and we're looking 97 was what 26 years ago something like that yeah, something like that and i'll still pull up those two songs and, and play them sometimes i'll play the whole thing but more likely i'll just pull up two or three tracks off of it and I like what Janet does. I don't think she has got, oddly enough, for a Jackson, I don't think she has gotten her just desserts. I think that mm -hmm. she is a huge part of music history, and I feel like she is a queen, and I feel like for whatever reason, it could be that stupid crap at the Super Bowl. I don't know what it is, but the world has not treated her fairly, and that, because she is bigger she was Beyonce. She was mm -hmm. on the same level as Madonna when Madonna was putting out hits. And Madonna is one that could be on, you know, her pop records could be on some of these lists as well. Absolutely. And are on some of these lists as well. Go ahead with yours. With my second one, I, with my second one, uh, I will be going with Sophie's The Oil of Every Pearl's Uninsides. This was a record that was released in 2017, and I, I like that I did this uh, right after I went with the um, emotion pick because I feel like it kind of deconstructs a lot of the blueprint that emotion kind of set and turns it into something far more uh, maximalist and bombast. Uh, this record 
is really just so large and in your face. It's uh, categorized as deconstructed club mm -hmm. um, <laughs> a lot of the time. And uh, yeah, that would be what I would, the, that, that would be the genre I would go with. Uh, it's also called hyper pop and just pop music. Uh, it's a very uh, avant-garde take on pop music. Uh, I just, yeah, this, uh, it's a gorgeous record. An avant-garde take on pop music is not in my list. However, Janelle Monae just released a song, mm. and she's a fantastic artist, and I think that she is an artist that whether you're talking about film or music will, if you talk about the last 20 years, she's an mm. artist you will have to acknowledge. Absolutely. And I, want, I, don't, I, there, I wanted to get a lot of shout-outs in over the course of this because I feel like there's so many artists you can't get into a five thing space. Absolutely. You, you talked about Lauren Hill earlier. I had her in my top five, but since you completely destroyed that record oh, I'm in sorry. your discussion, I'm not going to bring. No, I'm just kidding with you. But I am going to utilize because I think Lauren Hill's record is as good as anything that's. I mean, period. Ever. Of course. Right, and I listened to it yesterday, and I decided well, I got to put it in the list. But I think that it makes sense. Look, it's the best. It's It's got the reggae feels and all that other stuff. But I want to utilize my time here for a record that I don't... Whitney Houston's Whitney Houston. The first record, 1985. It is... The hits on this record... Uh, it, you give good love. Saving all my love for you. How will I know? All at once. Greatest mm. love of all. Those are just the hits. You have a duet with Teddy Pendergrass, which is one of the great, hold me is the name of it, it's one of the great um, love duet songs. Mm. Teddy has one of those, Teddy is, you know, he's one of my favorite vocalists, just period. Uh, Jermaine Jackson produces multiple songs on this record. He obviously Michael's brother is a, he's a vocalist on two two songs here with duets as well. He has a voice that I, I like a lot. It is a little bit more baritone than Michael's with some of the same nuances. Obviously, Michael's a different level of performer than anyone. But of course, I do think that it's interesting because you have these vocalists that are good, and I said. Otherworldly talent can be something that factors in. And Whitney Houston's voice is an instrument that there has never been anything like it before. There will never be anything like it after. Mm. She is one of the great singers of all time. And when she gets a hold of a song, it is forever. So I'm listening to Dolly Parton. And she's talking about how Elvis wanted to do I Will Always Love You. Dolly had already had a hit with it, and the colonel calls her up. She's already told all her friends Elvis is going to do it. Studio's booked. It's going to happen. Colonel Parker calls her and says, when Elvis does your song, it becomes Elvis's. He gets the copyrights. Mm. Dolly told Colonel Parker that Elvis could not own the copyrights, and Elvis was not able to do it because Colonel Parker wouldn't let him. And the guy interviewing, I believe, and the guy interviewing said, Dan Rather, 
said, well, you know, Whitney had a hit with it. And Whitney did have a huge hit with it. And both of these unique voices take this wonderful song in different directions. And I just, I love Whitney's voice. I love this record. I, I like it a little. Some people like the second record better. I like this a little bit more. And there is, when she has the opportunity to open up those lungs and power out that volume, it is just incredible. Matter of fact, I heard a version of her national anthem that she did at the Super Bowl yesterday, and it was fantastic, too. Hmm. What's your next one? Uh, my next one and my final one will be Aretha Franklin. I never loved a man the way I love you. Um, I was really uh, wondering uh, which soul pick I would go for for my final one because it was between this and Nina Simone's Pastel Blues. Mm. And in the end, I went with this one. Uh, mainly off of the fact that it opens with respect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, I just... this deeply gorgeous, deeply powerful. Um, all of the ballads are just serene. I don't know if there was anyone better at that than Aretha was. Um, Aretha, talk about great vocalists, is in the top three, top five. Um, of all time. All time. Another woman, though, not only could she reach the highs... Her lower register was just incredibly mm. moving in it. Range. Oh, it, it, it empowered you as you listened to her. Absolutely. Uh, I guess I'm technically doing six then, but another uh, shout out to Nina Simone's Pastel Blues because I'm I, into it. Of course, that record. It's just a cla it's I'm not, I'm not particularly versed in soul, and I feel like that's kind of a blind spot for me, but I think uh, this record is a really good starting point for me. And I feel like, yeah, this... Sinner Man is pretty much in contention for, like, the greatest song ever made. Uh, so... I would recommend... And I'm not great with it, but I listen, I listen to a lot of soul, funk, R&B, that kind of thing. I would recommend Etta James. I would recommend... Uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Hmm. Just as far as vocalists from those genres, and like you said, Nina Simone, of course, Aretha, of course. Um, you know, one thing about Aretha is you have, I was going to go with one of her records, and luckily you told me you were going to go with one of her records because I couldn't figure out whether Aretha Now, mm. which has Think, I Say a Little Prayer, Nighttime is the Right Time, You Send Me, mm. A change and you're a sweet sweet man on it or Lady Soul which has chain of fools people get ready you make me feel like a natural woman it, you know what I'm saying like mm. I couldn't figure out what record yeah. to go with and luckily you went with I never I never loved a, a man the way I love you and so it kind of took the pressure off me there for some reason, I think I have too many records. I want to go with Erica Badu's Mama's Gun. Of course. And I don't want to end on that. But I think there's an argument that maybe five Baduism is better. Of course. I, I like Baduism as well. But I don't think there's a record like Mama's Gun. I mm. don't think there is a vocalist or presence 
in the music realm like Erica Badu, hmm. I think she is not only original, but she has she takes soul and you know how little Kim talked about things the way she talked about things in private but on a microphone mm-hmm. and you know how D'Angelo took well, D'Angelo and the guy that's in jail of course took romantic songs and spoke more dirtier of course right she doesn't quite do not like that but what she does and what is solely hers to me is she spoke about the frustrations she had with the people in her neighborhood and her life in a soulful way but in a language that people around her heard every day Mm. And she did it better than anyone because she allows people to walk in, sit down, Hmm. while being taught how you should handle things. You need to stick up for yourself. You need to not allow people to bring you down. Because they will. And they don't mean to. And love is not always, in, in her realms, in her words, love isn't always necessarily the answer. Of course. You know, this record is so good. My Lord. Mm. Bag Lady is off the chain. And that's way down there at the bottom. You know, Penitentiary, Didn't You Know My Life? On and on. No, I'm sorry. I'll digress. <laughs> yes, it's incredible. But I don't want to stop because my favorite record probably by a female vocalist that I can think of and do these things change every day is Tracy Chapman's Tracy Chapman. Grammy winner. She was discovered in a coffee shop at Tufts University by Brian Copelman. His father ran SBK Publishing. That turns into her winding up eventually getting a record deal. There's a bunch of stories that go with that. Talking about a revolution is it, this is classic 60s Joan Baez, Dylan-esque protest music. However, it was written in it was written in 88. It feels like the 90s. It mm. feels like the precursor to people openly discussing what's wrong with the world again in a time period in which Hair metal ruled the world, and pop was completely non-political. This, sometimes acoustic, always soft, poignant record pushed through all of that and became the most important record of that year and maybe of that time as it does. We do get, on the other side of that, people realizing you can make money off music like this. Mm. And that turns into, you know, you had you two doing it, but not a lot of people were doing it at that point and being successful financially. And that pushes through. And in the 90s, we see kind of a rebirth of, and different styles of telling of the complaints of what's going on in the world. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this, mm-hmm. uh, but Alice Coltrane's Journey in 
Sachi Donata. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Um, yeah. One of the greatest contemporary jazz releases of all time. I mean, Alice Coltrane, obviously, part of the Coltrane's. Yes, John was pretty good. John. John, <laughs> John was pretty good. Alice, uh, Alice was quite, quite good, too. Give me a short list of female artists that people should dive into. Three. You got three? Three. Um, well, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm going to name Carly Rae Jepsen. Just because she's my girl. She's the one for me. All right? Mm-hmm. She's, uh, yeah, she's uh, w- one of my favorite pop artists, period. Uh, oh, well, I already named off Tricot. I, I feel as if they're an extremely consistent band. And I will name off Sheena Ringo, who is a Japanese pop star. Uh, ro- well, rock, pop rock star. Um, J-pop, J-rock. Uh, I, I feel as if her best record... So I, I, don't, I don't speak Japanese, so I can't, like, read... But it's the one with the teacup on it. The one with the teacup on it is her best record. I will say, if you are looking for some music to dive into and... In the rock genre, The Pretenders, obviously The Runaways mm. and Joan Jett, obviously Blondie. I am a mark for a band called Concrete Blonde, who had Bloodletting, was a big hit with Joey, but I'm also a big fan of Walking in London and Mexican Moon. I uh, really, really enjoy Carol King's Trapsody. Obviously, we've, we've done Amy Winehouse before. She's fantastic. Mm. Anything Alicia Keys sings, I'm all in. I think it would be neat for some people who don't know Queen Latifah as a rapper, even if you've heard her do some of the standards that she's done over the years. Go back and listen to some of that stuff that she did when she was one of the native tongues, along with Tribe Called Quest, Brand Nubian, De La Soul, and those bands. And I feel like that's a good place for folks to start, man. Is that a rap for us? Uh, that may be a rap, but what did you listen to this week? So many women singing. Yeah. Which was actually wonderful. That was... It's actually great. I should probably do it more often. I think I can get bogged down in... Well, first of all, this podcast does me wonders because I get to kind of delve into different things that I wouldn't normally delve into, along with reviewing things that I used to like. But I can also get bogged down in listening to a handful of genres or a handful of types of music, which I think, Mm. given to our own druthers, we all kind of uh, return to our corners. And I think it's good for us to, because you forget, okay, for a guy like me, right, I'm not in the pop scene. I'm not in the popular culture scene. I'm a 52-year-old guy. So... Unless you or somebody I work with brings me into that scene, I mm. won't I won't go there as much as I should, mm. right? And also you forget about when you were young, you didn't listen to two kinds of music. You listened to different music every room you went into. Mm. So why wouldn't you try to continue that, which is what this week allowed me to do? Especially because I do go to Concrete Blonde every now and then. I do go to uh, Lauryn Hill 
quite often. I do go to all these records that I named in my top fives to some degree. But that reminded me to go to Janelle Monet, right? With, uh, along with the release. And then you start to just put it on a playlist of her music and you're like, wait, what am I doing not listening to this more? And it's it's a wonderful thing, you know, to, to kind of give yourself a reason to delve into more music. Of course. Uh, can I name off more? Absolutely. Because I just, I just, went, I just, just went scrolling through my Spotify. Just, just start... Absolutely. Just start diving. This is going to get... Um, I cannot believe... I mean, of course, I... I, I, I guess I avoided no-brainers no in my list, but I seriously cannot believe I did not have a single Bjork record on my list. Um, she is quite possibly... I mean, I, I she's a once-in-a-lifetime talent. She is quite possibly uh, not just my favorite fe female artist, but one, probably my probably top three for me of all time uh, when it comes to just solo artists. I really think she's something special. My favorite one by her would probably be Homoenergetic, but then again, Vespertine's really good too. Her debut record is great. Um, Post is another really good one. Um, yeah, no. Uh, another one would be Lingua Ignota, who is, I guess I would, I don't know how I would genre her. Neoclassical dark wave. She takes some stuff from uh she's kind of into like a lot of like more black metal scenes, but not necessarily more of like a like a classical thing, kind of like a dark wave thing. Um Yeah, no, I think that the way Lingua um it, it is very harsh music, by the way. Lingua Ignota makes very, uh, very difficult music, uh, but I, I do believe that it is also very beautiful, and I believe that uh, when it comes to talking about the topics that Lingua discussed, that I will not be naming, uh, that there really might not be an artist, at least in recent memory, that was better than, better than her at doing that, or, or as damning. Her music feels like being um, smited by God. Um, That's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I believe that might be it. That might that was that was it too. That one was one band too. I did listen to this week was Fishbone. Mm. Delved in. They they released a song maybe last week with uh, no effects, but also I just went back and listened to like Truth and Soul and uh, Chim Chim's Badass Revenge. Also mm. was a track was a album I listened to. This by Fishbone. So that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thank you to your friends at the Game Project. Thank you to your friends at the Daily Smart. For my friends all over the universe. Go home. It's funny that Nick created that and it lives forever. Go home. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. <laughs>